Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 137 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about the straight leg raise or Lasegs test, and um, we're going to talk about how this test is significant with lumbar radiculopathy. We'll talk about what a positive test is and what it means. We're going to review some anatomy. We'll be uh, talking about what type of pain the patient should feel when you're performing a straight leg raise test and how to perform the test correctly. But before we get started, I'd just like to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or nanos. Our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Main Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Thanks for uh, coming back with us here to episode 137. Um, episodes keep coming, and I plan to keep them coming. Before we get started today, though, I would like to um, dedicate this show. I'm going to dedicate this show to my uh, my dad. Excuse me. Who has always been one of my biggest supporters who passed away unexpectedly about three days ago. And um, I just wanted to say, you know, rest in peace, Dad, and thanks for always being there for me. Sorry, it's been a pretty incredible ride, I'll tell you. But on with today's podcast and, and this episode. Sorry about that. I think it's important to talk about sciatica before we talk about anything else regarding straight leg raise tests. Now, sciatica is not a medical condition. It's a term used to describe nerve pain in the leg caused by an irritation or compression of the sciatic nerve. Okay, and we'll talk about different things that cause compression or irritation. Um, I like to use the term lumbar radiculopathy a little bit more, and uh, usually lumbar radiculopathy caused by dot, dot, dot. Okay, and we'll be talking about that in a little bit. But let's go over some of the anatomy first of, you know, this nerve root where it leaves a foramen. Um, I think it's important to understand this so that when you do a straight leg raise you test, you don't just do a straight leg raise test or a less seg test. You are going to do it, but you're going to think about why you are doing it. And that's really the most important thing right there. Um, so, you know, your lumbar nerve roots, they leave the spinal cord 
they exit the lateral foramen, and we've talked about this foramen several times in the past with lumbar spinal stenosis and, uh, and other issues. And from there, the nerve you know, goes in bed with uh, the surrounding soft tissues. Now, while we're talking about in bed, I think we'll just kind of use an example here. Um, and imagine you're laying in bed. You lay on top of a sheet, and there's a sheet on top of you. Well, as you move and turn and toss, that sheet, those sheets will move independently of you. Sometimes they'll stay stuck to you a little bit, but generally you can slide around in bed, move up or down, and the sheets will pretty much stay in place. Just imagine though that, um, this is going to be sound weird, but you take glue and you put glue all over yourself and then you jump in bed between those sheets and you let that dry. And every time you turn, the sheets move directly with you. Or if somebody pulled on a sheet, you would move because you're tied to it, correct? Okay, so this is what happens. This nerve can be attached to some of the soft tissues surrounding it all the way from the, 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 the low back gluteal region all the way down the leg. And so you can see how the when the sciatic nerve is pulled on, you could get some, some tension there, and that can cause some discomfort, okay? Um, so, you know, how do you perform the test and what are you looking for? Well, really, it's simple. You take the patient and you lie them down on their back. And you need to make sure that their knee is in full extension. And here's the first pearl I'm going to give you today. I'm going to give you a couple of pearls because it's important. Um, you keep the patient with full knee extension while they're in supine position and the neck is in the neutral position. And that's important because if their neck is propped up too high in deflection, that's going to cause a lot of neural tension throughout the spinal cord. And that can cause some irritation and some early tensioning of the sciatic nerve. And so it's important that that neck stay in a neutral position while they are supine. Keep the knee in full extension and you grab underneath the ankle and you start to lift that leg up into flexion, into hip flexion. While you are lifting the leg, ask the patient this or tell the patient this. Let me know if and when you feel anything unusual. Don't tell them what they're supposed to feel because if they're symptom magnifiers, they will jump right on that and say, oh, my gosh, it's hurting, it's hurting. And, and then, um, you know, they could be playing into something else. So you just ask them if you feel something different. And, and I also want to know when you feel it. Let me know. And so, you know. When you're doing a Lasegs or a straight leg raise and it's positive, it's going to you're going to get these painful symptoms between 40 to 70 degrees of hip flexion while the knee is in knee extension. So if you want to identify if uh, the, the pain going down the leg is radicular in nature, you flex the knee, that can take some pressure off. They should have immediate decrease in the low back hip or leg pain. Now, if you have a hamstring problem and you're doing a stretch like this, this could cause you pain in the hamstrings, okay? And when you bend the knee, it could relieve that discomfort. Um, there are many other ways to determine that, but we will we'll go there later. Um, so if a patient has pain or paresthesia, you know, let's say at about 45 degrees, um, what I like to do is back the leg off a little bit and then dorsiflex the foot to see if that increases that pain again, okay? So here's the second pearl. When you dorsiflex that foot, 
and the patient says, oh, my calf, my calf, my calf, um, you need to be thinking of maybe they just have some myofascial tightness around the calf. That doesn't mean they have a positive straight leg raise test. But if you dorsiflex the foot and they develop pain in the gluteal region or anything above the knee uh, going toward the hip or even into the back, that is considered a positive straight leg raise test or a positive Lasegs test. Um, the third pearl I'd like to mention here is that the higher the nerve root compression, okay, um, like an L2, L3, L1, uh, those areas, there will be less obvious discomfort with a straight leg raise test. So it's harder to use the straight leg raise test for L1s, 2s, and 3s than it is for 4, 5, and S1. Um, those are, are really obvious because the nerve just has more tension um, at those levels. Now, what can cause, you know, problems with a straight leg raise test, okay? Or why do you get a positive straight leg raise test? Well, one of the most common is a herniated disc. Herniated or a bulging disc that is pushing out, filling up that foramen, pushing up against the nerve. That nerve needs to be able to glide, okay, back and forth through the foramen and amongst soft tissues. So just like the bed scenario I talked about a while ago with the glue, um, that nerve needs to be able to slide and glide, okay? So if that herniated disc is occupying space in the foramen, pushing that nerve, when you pull on that nerve, um, you're going to cause some irritation there. You could have a synovial cyst that is occupying that space or facet spurs. Large uh, bony spurs can also take up that foraminal space, cause some narrowing there and some irritation to the nerve root. Um, sometimes just a disc injury like a, a tear of the annulus of the disc can cause enough inflammation and swelling that, um, that will irritate that nerve root. So when you start pulling it, um, it becomes irritated and uh, uncomfortable. And sometimes you'll see tethering or scar tissue of a nerve to, to the surrounding soft tissues. And so basically, you want that nerve to be able to glide really nicely. And if it doesn't, um, a nerve doesn't like to be stretched. It likes to glide smoothly smoothly um, through holes and, and amongst the surrounding soft tissue. Now, if I were to say that I have a fourth pearl here, it's that be careful when you're evaluating people with lumbar spinal stenosis. Oftentimes, you'll have them sitting on the edge of a table and you're going to check their reflexes, sensation, and strength, and everything looks great. Then you then you do a sitting straight leg raise test, and we'll be talking about this in the next episode, but you do a sitting straight leg raise test, and you think they should have some discomfort. Um, and oftentimes they don't because that foramen is becoming opened. You're opening that up and giving the nerve root some room to play. And so these folks who have lumbar spinal stenosis don't oftentimes have a, a positive straight leg raise test. All right. So um, in the show notes, I'm going to add uh, some links to a patient with a positive straight leg raise test, a patient with a positive uh, well straight leg raise test and crossover straight leg raise test. And we'll be talking about these in the next episode. But I thought I'd throw them in here now so you could take a peek to see uh, how uncomfortable these are and what angle uh, they occur at. Make sure that you stay tuned for our next episode, 138. We're going to be talking about the Braggarts test. We're going to be talking about the crossover straight leg raise or the well straight leg raise test and also the sitting straight leg raise test. So that will just kind of piggyback off of what we talked, what we talked about today. Also, folks, I'm going to be putting out my first blog soon, so make sure you uh, keep your eyes and ears out for that. If you're not already on my email list, you need to do that. Um, I uh, give constant information at least once a week, um, all kinds of content that I'm sure that you will 
like to use in your office or in your clinic with your patients um, as soon as you hear it and as soon as it comes out. So make sure that you sign up on the list. Those links will be in the show notes today. And uh, until next time, take care and thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.